it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh, and I am joined by my friend and my co-host, Alex. We are here joining you after our recap on Tuesday of Monday Night Football. So you get Giant Take preview a little quicker uh, turnaround than you normally would another time when we had a game on Sunday. The episode would come out Monday, and then it would come out the end of the week on Friday. I didn't need to run through that. I'm sure everyone understood what I meant, uh, but just had to give a little description there. Uh, what's going on? So only three days of a wait until our preview instead of four. However, I guess with the time period comes uh, something a little upsetting. It's not going to end the episode of everything, but uh, no guests this week after we had back-to-back guests the, the last two weeks. But that's okay because I know everyone listening just wants to hear Alex and I's opinions of everything Giants. I'm sure that's exactly what it is. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, hopefully we'll get another one. Uh, I guess, for upcoming weeks uh, throughout the season. But anyway, Alex, my friend, my co-host, heading into the weekend now, one more day to go. I know for you, it's your busiest day on Friday of classes. For me, I wouldn't say it's my, yeah, no, it is my lightest. It's a three-hour lab, but it's still one class. Um, How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, You know, it's been a rough recovery here, uh, obviously, with the Giants, you know, getting blown out on Monday Night Football. Um, and, you know, I don't expect anything too different, uh, you know, this upcoming week against the Dolphins. Dolphins, obviously a great team, uh, a really, really uh, high scoring offense, a really, um, you know, pa- powerful offense running and passing the ball. Uh, you know, so it's it's going to be a tough matchup. It's going to be a tough game for the Giants. And, uh, you know, we knew this coming in. That's why we're so uh, adamant on how important the Seattle game was. And now we're, you know, staring at, uh, I guess, two weeks in a row now of AFC East, uh, really good teams in the Dolphins and Bills. Uh, obviously, the Bills on Sunday Night Football next week, which they still haven't flexed out. I'm praying they flex that out. But, uh, 
yeah, so not not a great week in terms of Giants fandom, but I am, I'm not even going to say I'm optimistic. I'm just praying that the Giants do something in this game, if that, if that uh, I guess, resonates with people. I, I think it's time where we can go into the news, and then we'll, we'll talk about a few different things throughout this news segment, one specifically, uh, but some piece of news that I want to add in here uh, wh- about the Miami Dolphins, we had Don Wake Martindale. Uh, which, Alex, I'll have you actually play the clip now just to start out this podcast. Darling Marndell talks about how he's feeling going into this Dolphins game. So uh, we'll let you take a listen real quick. Wink, when you see a team just two weeks ago, obviously, with Miami, but when you see a team put 70 points up on another team as a defensive coordinator, what, what's your reaction to that? It just doesn't happen. Well, my wife uh, called me last night before she went to bed. She, she's said she was worried about me. She said, are you getting any sleep? I said, yeah, I'm sleeping like a baby. Every two hours I wake up and cry and <laughs> go to the bathroom and try to go back and get some more sleep. Uh, I mean, that's that's unbelievable. And yeah, so Donwing Maranda, you know, a little bit of a jokester. Uh, we'll see how much jokes he's putting up during post game after the Giants get 50 bombs. But uh, we'll have to wait and see, you know, not trying to be too... Uh, you know, upset at him for that. At least he's, you know, he's having a little fun. I didn't know again that you could be so happy and exciting when your team only has one win on the season, but that's all right. Uh, you know, cracking little jokes about how the Dolphins put up 70 points in, you know, a couple games ago, but, you know, he's sleeping like a baby and he'll be ready for Sunday. So we'll have to wait and see about that. Okay, let's go into the actual news now. Starting off with the Giants, uh, no team since it has become a stat has allowed more sacks in their first two home games than the 18 that the Giants allowed this season. Uh, the Giants signed veteran offensive lineman Justin Pugh to the practice squad. You might recognize that name. He was a first-round pick for the Giants uh, years ago. He actually worked out with the team when they were in Arizona. Giants liked what they saw, wanted to kind of do a wait-and-see mode uh, on a short week when they did Thursday night football against the 49ers. They now have decided to sign him Again, it's to the practice squad, but sign him there. He's coming off a torn ACL, and we'll have to see how many weeks it takes him to get to full strength and wonder, once he gets to full strength, will the Giants promote him to that active roster if they still continue to have those struggles with people staying healthy on the offensive line? It's more just Andrew Thomas. And let's talk about Andrew Thomas and the other players for this team. Alex is going to go more into the injury reports when we get to that point. But for now, I'll just say that Wednesday, running back Saquon Barkley with his ankle injury did some team reps for the first time since the injury occurred. We also had Andrew Thomas did not practice, and he's leaning towards no, in quotes. That was from Brian Dable on Wednesday talking to the media. Not a good situation once again for the Giants offensive linemen. And continuing with the offensive line issues, I said it's mostly just Andrew Thomas because he's the most important uh, person on that offensive line, but also... Rookie center JMS with a shoulder injury and Shane Lemieux with a groin injury did not practice Wednesday. They actually got injured, I believe, on the same exact play on Monday Night Football against the Seahawks. So it's just unfortunate stuff for this offensive line all around. Alex, I'll send it to you now if you have any opinions on those things or if you want to just continue with the news updates, feel free to do that as well. Yeah, I'll touch on more about that uh, when we get to the full injury report section. Uh, and kind of talk about what I'm thinking regarding the offensive line. But uh, I guess we'll just continue on right now before that. So the Giants are actually going back to rookie Eric Gray as the punt returner on Sunday per Brian Dable. Uh, Gray obviously muffed the punt uh, in this past game against the Seahawks. They then 
turned to Adoree Jackson to return punts, which never, ever made sense, uh, especially with Sterling Shepard on the roster, who really wasn't getting any snaps at receiver, so why not put him back there? Uh, he's not, you know, our number one receiving option anymore, so uh, it doesn't really, uh, you know, there's not as great of a risk as there is with, say, someone like Adoree Jackson, who is probably, you know, a top three most valuable player on our defense <laughs> Uh, you know, at least currently, and the most valuable secondary player on our defense for sure. Um, so it just never made sense, and he was just fair catching and letting balls uh, bounce into the ends. It was just bad. So, um, yeah, they need a new punt returner. They need a proper returner, kick returner, punt returner. Eric Gray is not really great at either because he's really not that quick. Uh, so he's not quick, really. He's not super agile. Uh, and that's kind of what you're looking for in a returner and someone who has safe hands. And Eric Gray, as we have seen with, what now, two muff punts, uh, one that counted and one that didn't, um, he does not have great hands. So I don't really understand why they're going with him. Uh, it would make a lot more sense to go with Sterling Shepard. Yes, he doesn't have that burst that he used to have, um, but he is still you know, an agile player. He's got safe hands. Uh, I think he would make a much better punt returner, kick returner, whatever it may be. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's just my thoughts on that. And then this is the big news of the week and probably what we're going to spend the most time talking about. Evan Neal, my God, Evan Neal, what have you done? So Evan Neal, what was it? I guess it was last night when we were recording this Wednesday night. Uh, there was an article that came out. It was Daryl Slater, right, Josh? Daryl Slater of NJ Advanced Media, yeah. NJ Advanced Media. And he had an article. He did an interview with Neal uh, and Neal really messed up let's just say that um, we're only going to read a couple of the quotes here because it's kind of just repetitive same thing but the main two that like everyone was talking about he said why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep uh, and then the person that's commenting on my performance what does he do flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere question mark um which is obviously both of those a diss at the fans uh you know calling them sheep and obviously uh kind of looking down on the hot dog and hamburger flippers of the world. Um, I don't know how many Giants fans uh, fall under that category, but um, those who are probably are quite offended. And uh, Neil was obviously forced to apologize this morning, Thursday morning. Uh, and he said, I am wrong for lack. This was on a notes. I, I got to clear this up. This was on a like Apple notes thing. And he like took a screenshot and posted it to his Twitter and Instagram. He said, I am wrong for lashing out at the fans are just as passionate and frustrated as I am. I let my frustrations in my play plus desire to get, win get the best of me. I had no right to make light of anyone's job and I deeply regret the things I said. We are working day in and day out as a team and this was an unnecessary distra distraction. I apologize. And what I find really crazy about this is Neil said, you know, the flipping hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere, right? Really, you know, I guess, poking fun of the, you know, like more working class Americans, if that makes sense. And if you watch during preseason, Josh, I, I think you saw this. And I think most Giants fans who watch preseason saw this at halftime. They were doing some sort of uh, like they did like a little like profile player profile on a couple of players. I think they did Darius Slayton and then they did Evan Neal uh, and Evan Neal's profile, which I didn't know. You know, he went back to his hometown in Florida and he grew up along with his father, who still runs it today, running a convenience store, which is, I'd say, pretty, you know, working class American, if that makes sense. So it's kind of crazy 
that this quickly he could go out and make a comment about that. Yes, he's now a multimillionaire as the seventh overall pick in uh, last year's draft, but it's just crazy to me how quick uh, you know something like that can change. So um, very interesting comments, very bad comments, obviously, uh, and good that he did apologize, but I, it's going to be tough uh, for him to overcome this unless he really starts performing better. And it's particularly ironic considering how bad he has played pretty much all season. Uh, so overall, just a really bad thing. And I think I had a comment here. Hold on. Uh, Saquon Barkley actually commented today in open locker room about uh, Evan Neal's advice uh, or advice to Evan Neal um, about this, you know, about these comments. And he said, never pick a battle with the fans. You are never going to win that one. They've been here before and they're going to be here after us. And I think that's the best way to um, the best way to say it. And the pan- the fans do pay his multi-million dollar salary. So maybe uh those hot dogs and burgers, he he really should hope they keep flipping them. So I'm not going to go on like a Don LeGrecker rant that I'm sure most Giants fans saw yesterday yeah. on ESP, ESPN. Michael I would K say show. that was crazy, though. That was a little bit overdue. I think that was a little bit That's, disrespectful. Mm. I I don't know if this is... Listen, freedom of speech, right? Like if, if Evan Neal's going to go out and say Flans are flipping hot dogs and burgers i think don lagreca has every right to go that's there, also his mo alex you don't really know don lagreca that well he's known for for rands yeah. uh, about that type of stuff um it, it, that's just kind of what he does uh he flips out on callers from time to time too y- you can i know you have more comments you're still there, there's a i feel like there's a difference between saying like what are they doing flipping hot dogs and burgers and calling someone a piece of human trash or whatever he said a piece of human garbage or whatever so I think there's a little bit of a difference there, but yes, I I understand the people who are defending him and say it's okay, and I also understand the people who are kind of more on my side saying no really one should defending, be saying that. No one's defending him. Oh, defending Don LaGreca. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking yeah. about defending Evan Neal. No one's defending no, Evan Neal. No, no, what no one's defending Evan Stupid. Neal. Okay, so anyway, yeah. so I like I, I was about to say I'm not going to go on a Don LaGreca rant. Alex took the chill route of it. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm going to go on a rant for a second. Let's see how it goes. All right, I'll start off by saying this. So Daryl Slater, as a journalist would, is probably going for his one-on-one with Evan Neal to just see how he's like, see how it's going, right? Daryl Slater probably asked a question to Neal regarding the fans and them booing him on Monday night, along with the team, by the way. It wasn't just him. It was the team because the team's been performing, not like Giants fans expected them to, worse than they expected them to. So he asked him, what do you think of the fans? Evan Neal proceeds to go out of his way to say this stuff, right? So this isn't something that I, I want to preface this, right? Because Slater is not going in here, like being all pushy. Like what? Like, why are you so upset? Like, tell me exactly how you feel. Like, obviously he's like, what is your response to the fans? Booing? But Evan Neal proceeds to go out of his way, make a stupid analogy that doesn't make any sense because why would a lion concern itself with the opinion of a sheep? Why would a sheep concern itself with the opinion of a lion? It just doesn't make sense. So first of all, pick a different animal, okay? If you're going to do one of those, you can't do a freaking sheep. Do a gazelle or something that's gonna that a lion's going to actually eat. You never have stories. You never watch a National Geographic documentary where a sheep is getting eaten by a lion. So first of all, Evan Neal, I don't know what education you're getting in Alabama. Well, we're not going to talk about Alabama education right now, but let's just say for football players, it's not the toppest of tiers. So I'm not surprised that the analogy was super bad. Anyway, second thing, we're going at the burger flipping hot dogs. And Alex, I know you made the joke about like the Giants fans who are the community that are those people who are flipping hot dogs and burgers. 
obviously he's going at the route of saying that everyone that's not playing football is below him. And that's where I go on LaGreca's side and all Giants fans that are upset at his side because he's saying just because he's professional at this sport, it's a job. It's all a job. You know, obviously some jobs you get paid more than others. And he's saying that, you know, maybe what you would get minimum wage for flipping hot dogs and hamburgers, they value them less. He values them less. They're flipping hamburgers and hot dogs somewhere. Yeah, I'm over here making millions of dollars as a football player. That's great. You're making money at a job. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. You're getting paid to play football. And congratulations to you. So you're better than everyone else because you play a professional sport. What does that have to do with anything? Like, I, I, that's where that's where it annoys me. And like you said, Alex, those Giants fans who are flipping hot dogs and hamburgers in the parking lot that they pay $50 to fucking sit in, excuse my language, in the seats that they have to pay for, the season tickets that they spend thousands of dollars on to watch you shit the bed once again and miss tackles left and right, defensive tackles, I'm saying. Because then they end up going in the backfield and tackling our quarterback or our running back. <laughs> it, it pains me to say this because if this is different, if it's like Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley, but this guy's in his second year and all he's done in the NFL so far is absolutely sucked as a player. He's sucked. I mean, you're laughing right now on mute, Alex. I mean, we're, we're watching each other's facial reactions. I mean, you could back me up on this. What, what has Evan Neal done right? In the NFL so far. Maybe had one good game. Maybe. No. Uh, yeah. He, he doesn't have a big leg to stand okay. on. I think is what you're trying to say. And I would agree. So at that point. You're coming at the fans who are paying your salary. Sitting in the seats. Paying for the season tickets. And tailgating with those flippings of the hot dogs and hamburgers. And the $50 that they have to pay for. To even just park in MetLife Stadium. But let's go at them. That's it. That's all I have. Um, what, I'm what sorry. I, say, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to drop the f bomb there. It just kind of came out. So I apologize for that. Because you know that's giant take of old, where we just kind of let stuff fly like that. I feel like we tried to clean up our act a little bit, which I didn't do there. So I'm sorry about that. But um, it, yeah, I, it's just like he's just stupid for that. It's stupid. I, I don't even know why you would do such a thing. It's dumb. When you come to the New York market, you can't get away with stuff like that. Like, all it takes is one just, like, you lose it. Like, you lose your cool once, and this is what happens, you know? Like, and it's going to be bad for him. Unless he picks up his play dramatically, it's not going to be a good career uh, in New York for him. Let's just say that. So, that's a problem. And honestly, when I first read the quote, I could not believe my eyes it was Evan Neal. I still can't get over this. Like, why would a lion so concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? If you told me, if if someone said, why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? I would have guessed 1,000% it was Kayvon Thibodeau. <laughs> Evan Neal probably would have been like the last guy I would have guessed. And I think that's probably the most shocking and really what's made such an uproar uh, for Giants fans because of how shocking it is. Yeah. And it, you know, he's got to handle himself better in the New York media here. And you know, you can't lose your cool. You got to like block everything out. And trust me, it's easier said than done. But that's why he's getting paid millions of dollars, not only to play football, but also to conduct himself properly in the media landscape in New York. I have two more things. One thing is, um, 
first, yeah, he's so quiet, so I don't understand that. Uh, my first thing is, he also said boo louder, mind you. That was the headline of the NJ.com article by Daryl Slater. That's another thing he said. So, Which they will. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he's asking for it. He wants them to boo louder. That's what he's saying. So it's all coming in the next time the Giants come to MetLife Stadium and he makes any mistake, it's done. It's done. Like, uh, that's one. And then two, um, Evan Neal, you might be a millionaire now swimming in money, but I'll tell you right now, if you want to come for those people who are flipping those hot dogs and hamburgers, give it another season. Maybe two if the Giants continue. But if you want to keep up these poor performances, missing, uh, you know, where you're supposed to block and things of that nature, you know, like the thing like that entails with your job. Like the, So you know how you like look down on everyone else's jobs in the working class because you're a professional athlete? So you're an offensive tackle. You're supposed to block the people going to the quarterback and the running back. Yeah, so you're not even doing your own job. So I don't know why you're coming at other people for doing their jobs. Because you got you got to fix your job first. Make sure you're doing it correctly before you come at other people, I think, for doing their job wrong, uh, doing their jobs wrongly. And, uh, you know, maybe a couple more seasons of you messing up this bad. And you can end up flipping those burgers and hot dogs since you love it so much and you want to name drop those people. How about that, Evan Neal? How about that? Maybe, maybe I'll see you in the drive-thru in a, in a couple years. Who knows? Um, so as you can see, there is varying levels of anger of Giants fans yeah. regarding this topic. I, I'm surprised you're like not as you like took it way like very. I'm not level headed. Honestly, I think he made a mistake. I don't think he intentionally like I don't think he thought through it. I think I'm not saying anything bad on Daryl Slater, but I, I'd have to imagine there was something that kind of ticked them off that must have. And that's oh, good journalism. I, yeah. I was about but, to say, no. I, I, you just, I'm not saying like anything in particular. I'm just saying like, he doesn't seem like the type of guy who he really must be something like whether it's the booing really impacts him or some something that made him come out of his shell, right? Because he's not this type of guy. So that's why I'm taking it lightly. I'm a little bit confused still, almost, I can mm. say. A little that's bit fair. shocked. I'm still in shock. So I'm kind of, trying to figure out what's going on so i'm like i don't i'm not angry yet because i don't really like i understand what happened but i can't fully grasp it if it makes sense well coach brian dable had something to say about it he said that he thought neil was quote remorseful regretful for the comments that he made we're moving on in this press conference today on thursday and then jordan ronan asked dable about uh if the quote poor choice poor decision poor comments as dable called it would lead to any discipline he said quote I'm just going to say my conversations with Evan will be private because mind you, when he, when that Daryl Slater thing came out, I'm sure Pat Hanlon or someone on the Giants staff went right up to Neil and was like, you need to apologize right now. Um, and I find that in general, when it comes to any celebrities, you know, whether it's their uh, assistant or what is it called? Like their publicist, when the apologies are clearly not done or even thought about by the person themselves, it's not a real apology. Alex, I think you completely agree. So if But it was in his notes app, Josh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if this apology came from anyone in the Giants staff, anyone in Neil's family, anyone that Neil is, you know, his agent or something like that, that's not a real apology. Because it did not come from Neil. It wasn't him sitting in his 
uh, you know, in his penthouse suite or whatever it is, sitting down and being like, oh, shoot, I made a mistake. I have to fix it. Let me at least apologize and go from there. You know he didn't do that. I don't find that apology sincere at all do or remorseful or anything that Dable... You think it was him out of his own I'm volition? Not, just... No one telling him to do so. No Pat Hanlon intervention. No agent intervention. No uncle calling him up being like, listen, bro, you made a mistake. You think it was just him? You don't know. You're just assuming. I'm not saying I don't... I'm not... If you're giving me my best guess, I would agree with you. But you also, you're also assuming something that we just don't know, to be fair. I would hope, no? Alex, I would hope that if it was in Evan Neal's own mind to apologize, that it would be a little bit better than that was. But that just looks like the fakest thing. It was in the notes app, Alex. It was written in the notes app. Come on. You're telling me that was... if if. If I'm apologizing for something and it's actually coming from me and not my agent saying you need to apologize as quick as possible, I'll tell you right now, it's not something I'm typing in my notes app, screenshotting and just saying, all right, F it, let's throw it on the story. To be no. honest, that makes it seem almost more like he he did it himself. Because if it was more public, like, you know, like trim, trimmed up and like, he, you know, it was used, it was more casual language too, the way he, his grammar and stuff in it. So generally... It wasn't something that it didn't seem like some, but then of course it could be made to look like that too, right? The, so anyway, it doesn't really matter too much at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's just a very bad look for Evan Neal, and he's gonna have to uh, he's gonna have to step up here uh, on the field, right? Because next, you know, next two weeks he has the best two games of his life. No Giants fan will remember this, but if Whoa. he continues along the trajectory. We forget real quick when we start winning, Josh. We do. We forget real quick. I don't think quick. we'll forget this. I'm, I will talk to you right now. If, if the Giants win these next two games and Evan Neal blocks well, every person. They won't, but... <laughs> every defender. Every defender that comes against him, by the way. Because now you know that the, it's it's getting put in the notes app anytime now that Evan Neal misses a block for the rest of the season at this well, point that, after this comment. Can the notes app even fix, if I, like, fit all that or no? Like, does that have unlimited storage? Or? Let's go to the injury report. All right. So the Giants injury report, uh, it is the same for Wednesday and Thursday. So I'm just going to read through it once, and you can obviously realize that it is the same. So Shane Lemieux guard has a groin injury. He didn't practice either day. Uh, JMS with the shoulder did not practice either day. Andrew Thomas hamstring did not practice either day. And then limited participants, uh, Saquon Barkley with an ankle, Daniel Bellinger knee. Gary Brightwell ankle, Marcus McKeithen knee, Aziz Ojolari hamstring, Evan Neal uh, hand slash ankle uh, slash media fallout, uh, Wandell Robinson knee, and Micah McFadden ankle. Uh, and then the Dolphins, uh, we only have Wednesday for them, unfortunately. Uh, Teron Armstead uh, tackle, he was out, did not practice with the back ankle and knee injury. I believe he is being ruled out, so he will not be playing against the Giants. Uh, Tua's blindside protector, I'm pretty sure. Justin Bethel corner uh, had a rest day. Raheem Mostert also had a vet rest day. Uh, and then limited participants for them, Braxton Berrios with a knee, Lester Cotton, a guard with an ankle, Deshaun Elliott, safety, groin, uh, Robert Jones, guard, knee, uh, Nick Needham, a defensive back, Achilles, Jalen Phillips, uh, linebacker, oblique, uh, Connor Williams, O-line, groin, Salvin Ahmed, running back, groin, and Robert Hunt, guard, knee injury, 
uh, the, or Ahmed and Robert Hunt were both full participants with those injuries. Sorry about that. And uh, yeah, I think before we get into our uh, score predictions for the NFL games, uh, our score predictions for the Giants games, our players to watch, let's take a quick break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, let's go to our one of our favorite times here on the Giant Take podcast, and it's our NFL picks. Let's recap last week. I guess for me, it's not one of our favorite times so far this season because I keep on losing to Alex every single week, and it's just another one of the same. This week, Alex went 12-3. and three, I went 10-5, and five, uh, and 12-3 and three is super impressive. 10-5 is not bad either. But I just keep on losing to him. So we'll have to see how this week goes. I believe there's only three toss-up games between each other this week. Besides that, we are very similar. Uh, actually, the same in two, mostly. Two, actually. It's only two toss-ups? Yeah. Between the both of us? Okay, so then this week is huge. You know, those two toss-up games are really going to come up big. Just like last week, I mean, it was a two-score differential so if those go my way, I'm back in it. We'll have to wait and see. But Alex, I'll let you start off with the 1 o'clock and Thursday Night Football, which is in a few hours. All right, Thursday Night Football. Uh, we've got Bears-Commanders, the matchup of the century. Real real great that Prime spent a billion dollars on these matchups. Um, we both have the Commanders 
Bills, Jaguars in London, Sunday morning, full day of football this weekend. We both have the Bills, Saints, Pats. We both have the Saints, Colts, Titans. One of our differences, I've got the Colts. Uh, Josh has the Titans, Ravens, Steelers. Uh, we both have the Ravens, Panthers, Lions. We both have the Lions, Texans, Falcons. Uh, we both have the Texans. And then I will send it to Josh for the four o'clock games. As the sirens ring out in Boston, I will take over uh, from here. Luckily, perfect timing, I guess. Bengals versus Cardinals. Uh, both of the Bengals winning that one. Eagles versus Rams. Both of the Eagles winning there. Jets versus Broncos. You both have the Jets winning that game. And it'll be embarrassing for the Jets, honestly, if they don't after their, how they how well they played against the Chiefs last week. And then, speaking of the Chiefs, it's Chiefs versus Vikings. And the Chiefs, we have them winning there. This is a this is a toss-up game that I'm surprised we didn't split on. I think we were just hoping that they don't win. Cowboys versus Niners on Sunday Night Football. It's a really great game to watch. And obviously, we'll be watching pretty intently uh, as the two best teams in the NFC. And I really believe that match up against each other. We have the 49ers winning no, that no, game. No, no, no. You think the Cowboys are better than the Eagles? Come on. Yes. Yes. Oh, I my do. God. Oh, my God. That's if the it. the Eagles and the Cowboys played right now, the Eagles would win by, like, 20 points, I think. Oh, would they? Would they, Alex? I think so. Okay. Well, get ready because we're going to find that out as the season progresses because I'm sure this they're going to play, they will each play other twice. at some point. Did yeah. you know that... Both teams are in the NFC East, and they actually do play each other. That game is going to happen on November 5th, so you can keep your mouth shut. A month from today. You can keep your mouth shut until they play each other, and then when they lose by 20 points to the Cowboys, I'll say that I'm right. Cowboys? No way. Packers versus Raiders is your Monday Night Football matchup. I like it. Uh, And then one of our two splits here as well. Alex, the Packers, I have the Raiders winning this game, and we're going to Scroll back up here in our outline and go to the players to watch. My, I'll start with the Dolphins player. I know it's the boring selections I've had the past couple Both weeks. Both your selections are basic, let's be honest here. I think I had Geno Smith last week for the Seahawks, and I'm sticking with the quarterback this week because there are separate players in each of these. Uh, Geno Smith, there's the good and the bad, and then I think Tua Tungavailoa, it's the same thing. Are we going to see the good Tua? Or are we going to see Alex? You can take it away now. So I'm going to give you the floor to say it. Tua turned the ball over. There we go. Are well, we going to see the Tua good. that throws one to two interceptions in this game? We're going to have to wait and see. Or do we have the Tua 20 for 25, 300 yards and three touchdowns game with Tyree Kill connecting every single time? We'll have to wait and see. But um, that's who my Dolphins player to watch is. My Giants player to watch is Alex says the two basic guys. However, He's not so basic because if he doesn't play, then there's just there's just nothing. There's no qualification for him. It's Saquon Barkley. Um, if he plays, how will he recover from the ankle injury? Is there going to be a limited snap count on him? These are things, the questions we want the answers to. Hopefully, he does play on Sunday. We know Saquon. He's struggled with lower body injuries before. He struggled with high ankle sprains before. It's nothing new for this Giants team and for Saquon Barkley. But how does he play in this game, specifically coming back? from this ankle injury of 2023. And that's my two players to watch. All right, starting with my Dolphins player to watch, I've got Devon uh, a chain, I think, is how you say it. He came out and like got mad at people because they were mispronounced. They kept saying a chain, it's a chain. Devon a chain, um, he is currently averaging 11.4 yards per carry, which is by far 
the most in the NFL. I believe the next one up is Christian McCaffrey with about five yards per carry. Um, so he is immense right now. He is going off. Uh, of course, I dropped him in my fantasy league, so that's probably why he's going off now. And uh, the Giants cannot stop the run for their lives. And Devon A. Chain, uh, a chain sorry, uh, at this current time, is pretty much unstoppable on the ground. He's so quick. He's so agile. Uh, and those are the type of running backs that the Giants have really struggled with uh, so far this season and, you know, even last season. So uh, that's going to be a really difficult matchup. And then on the defensive side of the ball for the Giants, my player to watch is Aziz Ojolari. Uh, he was back last week. He looked really good. He looked really sharp. Uh, his bend was good. He was really quick off the line of scrimmage. He got a whole bunch of pressures. I think he had eight pressures in that game, uh, almost got a couple of sacks. And uh, I'm hoping he can kind of build off that note. Uh, Armstead, like we mentioned, the all-pro uh, tackle for the Dolphins. Can Aziz Ojolari and even Kayvon Thibodeau, obviously, to an extent, take advantage of that? Uh, and those are my two players to watch. And then score prediction time. This is not a fun time in this episode. I've been optimistic. The optimism has ended. I'm sad. I'm pessimistic. I'm Josh now. I'm going with a 30-13 to 13 <laughs> Dolphins victory. And I think that's being quite optimistic, to be completely honest. Yeah, Alex, I, I wanted to say we we talk all this episode about we're previewing the game, Giants versus Dolphins, what's going to happen. Uh, we, we go all to the, you know, we talk about everything to this point of what's the score going to actually be. Uh, and mind you, I would say a good half, if not more than that, was actually more talking about Evan Neal's comments than previewing this game. But that's okay, because when you have a losing team playing uh, a winning team, you know, there's not much to preview because you think you know how it's going to go. And if the Giants want to surprise us and flip that script, I'd love it. Although I think we'll be sitting back and talking about a 32 to 10 Dolphins win on Sunday night. And that's my score prediction. A little higher than Alex, although we both have the Dolphins cracking over 30. Alex is 30 on the dot. And Alex, I want to ask you, is that 13 from... A touchdown in there. Do we have a touchdown? I, I think we do. I think oh. it's 30 to 6, and then at the last second, we get an Eric, I can't even say this seriously, Eric Gray punt return touchdown. What do you think? Oh, okay. I, I okay. love it. It's, that's great. I mean, I also have a touchdown. I have a touchdown and a field goal. I was really considering only putting field goals on the board there because the Giants, again, haven't scored that many touchdowns this year besides the Arizona Cardinals, which is not something to flex. So, uh, we'll have to wait and see if they do get a touchdown this weekend or maybe more than one. That would be pretty insane for this year's Giants team, if you ask me. Although, that is the point of football, if you didn't know. For all you Giants fans that are kind of forgetting the idea of how the NFL works, you want to get a lot of points. That's something that this Giants team has not been able to do. Uh, but what we've been able to do is produce content for you a lot. So please help us out and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Uh, drop that five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you want to watch our recaps, um, as well as our interviews, get posted on there. So if you want, you know, you're more of a visual learner like myself and you want to kind of watch our interviews and our, our post-game shows there, feel free to, to watch them on YouTube. Social media platforms, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, The Giant Take Pod. Alex on Twitter at anoray 23 I'm on Twitter at joshola 29 and I, I think I got most of everything, so I'll send it to my co-host to wrap this one up. I just want to say great transition back there, Josh. I was so super impressed and uh, 
You're yeah, not you supposed really... to mention it. If it's so good, you don't say no, anything. No, I needed to. I can't help myself. And what I would say, you mentioned YouTube. It's going to be fantastic to see our very depressed faces on Sunday <sighs> afternoon. So I, I, I definitely, you know, tune in. So Make sure go. to add that one in there. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. No, it's been a rough week. Maybe a rough weekend, but uh, enjoy football this weekend. We got a full day on Sunday, right, with the London game. So enjoy that, uh, and we'll see you post-Dolphins. I can't even say this seriously, hopefully, after a Giants win. Peace. Peace.